You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. It's June 22nd, 2023, and this is episode 340 of the PHP Ugly Podcast. If this is your first time listening and or watching, welcome. If you're a returning listener or watcher, welcome back. You can catch our podcast live streamed every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Pacific Time. And when you catch us live, you can actually be part of the show by joining us in our Discord channel at discord.phpugly.com, where we have great conversations with everybody in there all week long, but especially on Thursday night when everybody kind of becomes part of the show. So come on in. You might be the person who titles the next episode. Uh, We do have a couple sponsors. Honeybadger.io and JetBrains PHP Storm, as well as our supporters on Patreon. And we're going to talk about all those good people a little later in the show. But for now, I am one of your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, and joining me is my friend and business partner, John Tungden. You sound so subdued tonight, very mellow, very calm. And don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. Tom, right? Hello. Hey, stranger. How's it going? It's going. How, how's it going with you? Oh, I'm I'm exhausted every day, but <laughs> going pretty good. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Been a bit. How have, how have you been doing? Good. You know, uh, <clears throat> it's it's funny how. Uh, changing jobs twice in a year, moving houses, buying a house, renovating a house, and uh, all of those things can really sort of build up to need to take some time for yourself. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's good to be back. Good you were missed. I can tell you that much. Thank you very much. I I, I can tell that your um, well server rack hasn't gotten any quieter. No, no. actually, significantly louder. Hum, humming right along there. Yeah, I've got some got some new hardware in there. You're and gonna have to, got, and it's gotten closer to you. <laughs> well, you have to be able to access it, and you know all that stuff. <laughs> While but you're sitting down, <laughs> got my I got my my first experience of uh, server hardware since I guess 2000, 1999, and boy, things are different than they used to be. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm not used to the. Yeah, most people use the cloud. <laughs> well, I'm not used to the the remote control stuff uh, and all of the instructions that are just all over the whole thing. It's it's completely toolless inside, and so like I needed to do something to my RAID card, so it just popped it open and pulled the blue tab, and the RAID card pops out, and it's uh, it's quite interesting the progress that's been made in I don't know twenty years. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Well, we're go. happy we to have a new you, domain buddy. there. there new go. domain in Discord for you. Go Found. pick it up before somebody else calls it. Don't buy it on uh, Google domains, though. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. Oh, yes. <laughs> Small problem there. 
John, how about you? How was your week? Man, it has been busy. We are, uh, I'm lucky enough to get to go on vacation next week and first time ever going to Hawaii. So I'm super excited about that, but I have a huge project I'm right in the middle of, and I really want to try and get wrapped up before I leave. And it is kicking my butt. That's for sure. But it's going going well. We're getting there. Uh, on top of that, trying to get the magazine out uh, for June. Uh, working really hard on that. We're trying to get the videos done from tech. Working really hard on that. It's like no time to breathe, it seems like. How about, how about you? How's your week been? Are you Eric. Me? Eric, oh. yes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> you actually remember my name. There's too many people. Mister, yeah. I've been trying to get on the call with you all week long. You've tried I one time. I had no idea what you were doing. You could have been laying dead in a ditch somewhere. Or worse, you could have been learning Java. I don't know. You don't talk to me. That was horrifying. What was I supposed to tell the kids, the, the, the employees? God damn it! <laughs> Once you come home, relax a little bit, do a little pair programming. But could you accommodate that? No. <laughs> I've had a little frustration. Huh? You've reached out to me once, and I happen to not have been oh, at my desk at that point. Shit. Don't make me screenshot our Slack. Don't. Do uh, it. I'm going to look right now. <laughs> Yep, yes. one time. It's been uh it's been actually a very very kind of productive weekend. I had a great pair programming session with my new pair programming partner, Frank in Discord. Uh helped me out a little bit. We uh managed to kind of I was having a lot of issues with my events <laughs> and uh man managed to figure it all out and get everything up and running again, which was nice. But um oh good so you don't need me anymore is that the point well you better hope i don't because you're not going to be available next week now are you (laughs) i'll be available well maybe not you need to just step lightly you're not working on your trip to hawaii what's that you're not working on your trip to hawaii of course i am not that is (laughs) your wife heard you down by the pool (laughs) Yeah. yeah i'm a little on the louder side um so yeah that's going well i got some weird stuff going on with the client where we're we're having to do this security audit that we've never had to to do ourselves like everybody has always accepted the security audit from our payment processor and this one is not in making it challenging um it's such it's such a weird request too it's like and why we keep getting dragged into it i don't quite understand Tom, you're not muting if you think you're muting when you're doing that. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't understand, and I'm, I'm trying to read through it and understand what sort of information they're looking for, so I can provide it to them and and be done with this. Uh, security audits are not my least favorite thing to do, but pretty damn close to my least favorite thing to do because first thing, you're never right. Yeah, you're just never right, and I always feel like, you know. If you watch the show, you might have a suspicion that I overshare. That happens from <laughs> time to time. Not going to lie to you. So, so things like audits and filling out forms, things like that, I just, 
uh, I'd rather not do them. Tom, you would be happy to hear. I'm basically a project manager now. I have been oh, rocking. You're a nightmare. I have been rocking the usually project his management workflow. Usually his nightmare. He's all about it lately and doing a freaking fantastic job at it. That's exactly what I was saying is that you get into it and you're like, oh, this isn't bad. This is no fun. No, no, still don't like it. <laughs> no, no, but I, I like solving the problem of it. And I have really not. Increased... It, it wasn't the problem of project management. It was a, the problem of you getting the data you wanted to see. Right. Well, us to see, right? It gave, yeah. it gave us a more holistic view of all of our projects that we're working on within PHP Architect. And it, it's been, I did some more tweaking this week with uh, one of the people on the team. And I think I have it even streamlined better. We're kind of feeling it out this week. And if we agree that it's working, I'm going to start switching everybody over to it next week. But it's um, it's nice. I, I it's, oh, I'm doing it all through Notion, John, uh, Tom, and that's the fun part. So I, that's what I'm enjoying. Like I'm enjoying tying tying all the blocks together and getting, like John said, getting the data we need, making it visible. My next step is to it's like the, the blocks that you give kids that are like big enough they can't swallow them. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Just and strings. There's way more complication to it, and the the stuff that Eric's built out, I had no clue you could do in Notion. And yeah, I, it's like, I probably went overboard cool. with it. Yeah. <laughs> My next big thing, if I can get the next step accomplished, I will be very happy and might not cancel our Notion subscription because I looked at our bill. That is not a cheap service. That is a pretty damn expensive service. So I need to squeeze every piece of productivity out of it that I can. But my next big step is I needed to be able to generate reports for the client so that the client has visibility to the progress on our end without us having to, without them having to micromanage us through their ticketing system, which a lot of, We've all kind of agreed on our side. It's it's a clunky process. Things get lost. Uh, you you assign a ticket away, and then you forget about it, and then it it comes back, and you're like, oh crap, I forgot all about this ticket. And so there's a lot of issues with it. And this new stream is very very nice. Gives us a lot of visibility. Uh, so if I can get it to generate reports, I'm going to be pretty happy. We'll see how that goes, but I, I'm not holding my breath. And then on top of all that, yeah, on top of all that, uh, we talked about it last week, how show note links weren't posting to Discord. Well, guess what? They're not going to post this week either because somebody, I'm not going to say it was me, it could have been John, deleted the application on the server that hosted that job <laughs> and many other jobs, I might add. I just oh, no. realized that tonight, and I tr I tried to get it up and running. Uh, I thought I had it up and running. I mean, I'm not getting any errors now, but for some reason, it still doesn't seem to be posting to uh, to Discord. So I'm going to have to. I'm not going to do it during the show, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Does that include the title suggestions? No, uh, that's actually being handled by a local bot that I run. 
So that's not that's not an issue. So, so if you're in our if you're machines. if you're in our Discord and you have a title suggestion throughout the show, you you find something funny or you know yeah you think you're being clever, bash title space and give us a title for the show. Maybe we'll pick it, and then we have a very talented thumbnail artist that tries to make us look silly. They do a pretty good job at it. <laughs> They, well, we we make it easy for them to make us look a very good job. The I, I've been loving the titles lately. Oh, uh, thank you. Glad you, you you've been appreciating it. And I realized uh, John mentioned earlier we're pretty close to being done with editing the videos. I, I feel like there's a couple of videos I'm gonna want to go back through and edit again when I get them up. We definitely have enough mm-hmm. videos up where I realize well. We need an interface for people to get to these videos. So I started working on that this week. And I think as soon as I get that done and I'm happy with what I see, I'm just going to go ahead and release it. And then if we have a few more videos that we need to uh, finish up, we will finish those up. Uh, but I, um, I, yeah, we need to, we need to make some updates to phptech.tv. As we, if you've been following along, as we mentioned, this is like a living, breathing animal to us. We've, we did it last minute and we just kind of keep massaging it so that it does what we need it to do. But we need to hoping over the next year to be able to make it a full fledged thing for us moving forward. Like that would be, that's going to be our home for our videos. Yeah. I need to uh, need to get that interface up so people who have already who attended the conference or who have purchased a virtual pass will have access to all the videos. But videos have come along pretty well. I've been pretty happy with them. I think we're down to like a dozen, not even a dozen. I think it's under a dozen. Mm-hmm. I finally got all the ones I edited uploaded. I was having the weirdest time where. Every time I uploaded it to the service we're using, I'd get an API error halfway through. Um, it, it all started a week ago when I tried to upload four or five at a time, and it just kind of mm. freaked out. And I don't know if it's, I was in different tabs, but I don't know if there was some sort of API thing happening oh. and I just got confused. I don't know. I was wondering how you're uploading multiple. I'm like, wow, he must have, he must have like written his own API or something to do that because I don't know how to do I, that. I mean, the, the whole system is API driven. I sh- could have and probably should have, but I'm like, I could just do this through the browser and not have to deal with curl uploading a file, which probably is super easy to do. I just, it was right there. Click a couple buttons, let it go. Exactly. But, but the API driven piece is what has me excited because the, it's the developer in us, right? The more I read it, I'm like, oh, we can use that. Like it, mm-hmm. it can dynamically mm-hmm. create the thumbnails. And I was actually looking at other ways of streaming without using their embedded player so that we could use our own and customize it. And I think I have a pretty good solution for that. It's called a video JS. I just started looking at it today, that, which allows us for a long time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that would allow us to to stream uh the format that that we need to stream. I might go with it. I don't know. I got to get first thing I got to do is just get the videos available and then we can tweak it as much as we want down the road. Mm-hmm. That is my goal this week. I really want to say I'll have it done this weekend. 
again, shout out to the team at PHP Architect. I was banging my head against my desk yesterday because I thought I understood how uh, pivot tables worked in Laravel, and I do. I, I understand the, the basic pivot table workflow, but I'm a big UUID person. We know this. This is no secret. I use UUIDs all over the place. And I have stopped using the UUID as my primary key. As I've said in the past, I've run into issues when I pull in other packages. Yeah, I've run into issues when I pull in other packages. So I just have a column in my table called UUID because I still prefer using the UUID. So when I was doing my pivot table, I wanted to associate the UUIDs. I didn't want the uh, IDs from it. And I thought all I had to do was have have the convention of um, the new, the, the what, what do I want to say here? The, the table uh, column name, you know, after the normal pivot table <laughs> stuff. And it turns out I needed even more than that. So I guess the, it just turned into this whole thing, and I was just it, missing like the last part of it. It's it's interesting you bring that up. I've been trying to get uh, a library that we've written open sourced, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen over at Foamburner. But you wouldn't have to store a UUID in your tables. It basically converts your ID, a number, to a UUID, and it does a lot more than that. It takes a namespace, so like a table name or some other thing, your ID and converts it. Mm-hmm. Conversely, it can take that UUID and work out the namespace and your ID. Yeah. So but how how does that benefit you if you're not storing the UUID? Because you can recreate it. So the whole point is when you create a link, you create the link with the UUID as an example. And then when you get that link back, you Take that UUID, convert it to the ID you need, and you're good to go. Okay, so I guess my question there would be, we and we don't have to solve all these problems right now. But my thing about UUIDs is that they're portable. If I let's take PHP uh, TV, right? If I give my conference a UUID definition in phptech.tv and I want to be able to reference that in another application somewhere else. Let's say I have an API call mm-hmm. that I want to be able to I want to be able to call into phptech.tv to get that conference information. Mm-hmm. That's where I think like the fact that that UUID is consistent uh, consistent across all the applications, like it knows like it doesn't change. It's it's it, always going to be that. It's still consistent. My point being, you don't have to store it. If you're not using it as your primary key, you don't have to store it because you can create the UUID either way. If you're given the UUID, you can find the record you're looking for. This, and, if, and if you're given... Stories where like a year from now, we're going to be like, remember that uh, UUID generator thing? Well, Facebook got hacked. <laughs> It's well, but I don't I don't understand the the point of that. So so is it still dependent on the the primary key ID not changing? Yes, and you, and you don't see that as a, a concern. 
I, my primary keys never change. And if they do, that's an issue. I mean, if, if you're really concerned about that, then yes, by all means, store the UUID. I'm trying to say that 99.9% of the time, and that's a made up mm-hmm. percentage. <laughs> really sure, honest. You you could you could save you could save all of that disk space you're using to store that data because you don't need to. Hmm. That that's the only point. It, it, there's you're not gaining anything by storing it if if you do something like this, and if you actually watch Ben Ram, Ramsey's talk that he gave at Tech on UUIDs, that he guy. talks about it. And I can't remember if it's UUID version seven or eight. It's like the custom UUID, and that's kind of what somebody at Foamer took and then built this little library that we're using. And I, like, like I said, I got to check in again. We talked about open sourcing it. I don't know if that's been done yet. Hmm. And, and you said that this, this tool was capable of fetching the, the namespace or the domain as well, which does help with the portability element that Eric was talking about. You can write two records that are one or whatever, as long as it's in a different domain. Yeah, it's just a, a way of separating it to generate the UID uniquely per ID. I don't know. I, I, I've been using it a lot internally. Uh, we've got millions and millions of these IDs or of integer IDs. And we're trying to, we don't have a good way to create a UID for all of those. So we came up with this. And now we're starting to use that more and more as we share data out. Instead of sharing mm-hmm. an integer, it's now a UUID. Hmm. And then on and then, top of that, you know, you and, and again, not knowing the package and, and not trying to challenge you on any of this, mm-hmm. but uh, what you do know of it, it's not something that's a, a simple way to reverse engineer from the outside. I don't think so. I'd have to look at it again. <clears throat> I'm not or something. And at the end of the day. Even if it, you're talking about getting back to an ID, I don't know if, what security concern there is there, if any. Hey, well, you're right. The bot isn't working because I tried to get the other bot working and I changed the uh, token key. So uh, you would be correct, sir. It is not working. Let me see if I can fix that real fast. You guys keep talking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I love coding. Did I mention I love coding? The... The listeners don't know this. I was actually supposed to come back last week, and I had managed to make my day so terrible that I was just unable to do it. I was unable to come in and and have an up attitude or anything like that. I pushed out bad code to production on a uh, direct commit, so right straight from my PR into master, circumventing the develop pipeline so that on purpose or an accident on purpose on purpose uh, okay. so th- this that process is used uh to do what's called a solo run or a solo train where the code that's in develop doesn't go out with yours uh you're just pushing out your changes the mm-hmm. the intention is that it can be rolled back easily it immediately started throwing problems errors lots of lots of logs and i tried to patch it tried to fix it and that didn't work. Ended instead, up pulling, of, instead of reverting, you were yeah, trying to fix it. Tried to fix it. That didn't work. We ended up pulling up artifacts of the last known good build. I didn't backport my changes from master into develop. So 
I actually ended up breaking the entire deployment pipeline and was working on that for about seven hours straight on Thursday, <laughs> just trying to recover, get being uh, a little too powerful for my hands. So that was that was a mess. It was a it was an awful, awful day. But the good news is that the ticket that caused all those problems did go out today. Everything's working. Everyone's happy. And uh, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I have a semi-similar story in the sense that I decided to break things today. I opened a simple pull request. I'm working on this big feature. I'm like, you know what? I want to break this down into smaller pull requests. And I had one where I've got all of these strings littered throughout this code. And I'm like, I'm going to create a class of constants because I did find a typo in one of those strings and it was driving me nuts. Create a class of constants. And I'm going to use that everywhere. Make all of my changes, um, which I'd already done in the big feature, but I brought it into a new pull request. I test it, open a pull request, and I tell the person responsible, I'm like, yep, that needs to go out or it's good to go. You tested it? Yep, I tested it. I made the phone calls. Everything's working. Uh, So it went out yesterday or last night. And of course, today there's errors. And I hear somebody saying there's an issue with inbound phone calls. I'm like, what? Like, the only thing I know that went out was the simple pull request. (laughs) I immediately jump into my account in production. Test works fine. I can't recreate the issue. So I tell, tell somebody that. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, a couple hours later, I'm on another phone call and they mentioned that there's this issue. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's working for me. I go and test it again. It works. No clue what's going on. And it turns out that, yes, I tested it. But in the uh, the phone system, when I when you make changes to certain files, you have to go into an application and reload that data. The problem was I Not didn't like do that. Kind of like caching. It's the it's called the dial plan, and you reload that. I was working on my big feature that included some changes that didn't go out with this pull request. When I went to change and just do this pull request, I brought that in without reloading that data. So everything worked and continued to work today because I'm back on my branch of I'm working on this big feature, and it happens to include these other changes. Man, that was a nightmare trying to figure that out. I'm like, we we have 20 servers, and because I can't get it to happen in on our dev server, I'm like jumping on all the servers, looking on the logs. I'm like, okay, you dialed this number. Let me go find the proper server and the logs and trying to piece together what is happening. And it took me way too long to figure it out. You know, you, you know, hold on. You know what can make those sort of problems less nightmarish a good development tool like which tool would that be over at php storm that does not look as good as i was hoping it would look <laughs> damn it i went whoops too transparent on it <laughs> but yeah so uh php storm <laughs> is uh jet brains PHP Storm. Do, are we? Do we have to say JetBrains? Is that like in the contract, or can we just yeah. say PHP Storm? I don't. Just say PHP Storm. 
I feel like just saying PHP Storm works. Uh, PHP Storm has been the IDE of all your top PHP developers for years, including most of the people at PHP Architect. I think we still have a few outliers who continue to use VS Code, but they will probably get this plan in their next review. Fortunately for them, we don't do reviews very often. <laughs> uh, so, good. You no, you to... go ahead because you have it. I do. PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. If you haven't used it before or it's been a while since you've last tried it, now's the perfect time to check it out again because it has received significant performance enhancements and an expanded feature set. Curious to see if it's the right fit for you? Head over to www.jetbrains.com slash phpstorm to learn more and try it out with a 30-day free trial. Code smarter, not harder. Well, you're muted. Thank you, JetBrains. Thank you. Thank you, JetBrains. <laughs> See, now, now I'm thrown off. What's up? It took me 15 minutes just to get my camera working, and I'm not, I'm not making the call-outs correctly. It's just totally disheveled. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of on brand, though, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything's changed. I'm just saying it's good to be back. I've got my I've got my wife using PHP Storm now and she's starting to learn some of the shortcuts and how to move around. It's been good. Uh, now you just gotta gotta get, get using them bindings and uh you have that's <laughs> that is one hard thing. I sit down at her machine to help work on the magazine and it's like, no, I hit J and K and it's not working for me. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I know what you mean. So in the next Issue if you see a bunch of random J's, K's, H's, and stuff in your magazine. Show, show links are working. <laughs> Look at you. I'm a developer. I do this professionally. People pay me for this. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, it really seems like no one hates programming more than programmers. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Especially when I'm working on things I, I like. On, but I love Sometimes it. it's a grind. It ruined my day. They're, they're definitely... Every developer has that point in their career where it just feels like all they're doing is putting putting together forms and doing forms and not doing anything fun. I remember being there. It's like, okay, gee, I got to create another form. Oh. I wouldn't mind just making a form. Really? Just just having a one-point no. ticket. Just make a form and relax. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, do we want to get on to some, some topics or do we have more stuff to talk about? I gotta say now that, now that we're bringing, since John isn't ready to get onto topics yet, uh, I have to say that it is actually really satisfying. And I, I know all the jokes and this has been a long running joke here on the shows. So I can appreciate all, appreciate all that. But today I saw Eric Mann email come come to me from PHP internals for the latest release of 8.2? 8. 8. 8.2? 8.3 alpha 2? 8.3. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yes. Alpha 2 and is out. It was, so P, Eric Mann is a regular columnist at PHP Architect. He does our security-focused column. And he didn't participate in internals before this, he he had thrown his hat in the ring uh, to be a release manager. Uh, I think uh, a couple times, and they they 
he won it this last time, which we were all very happy happy to see. So it was kind of cool. I, 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 I'm always upset. That's how I live. <laughs> it, it was cool because I, I I see an email from Eric Mann. I'm like, oh, what's this going to be? And you know, because for a moment I thought he had submitted his article on time, and I uh, opened it up. And I'm like, why is he talking about releases? Oh, that's right. Eric, we love you. And we know you've been one of the one of the ones that's been on time every month for the past few months. That's true. <laughs> he has been one of the few. He has. But yes, PHP 8.3.0 uh, Alpha 2 is available for testing as of nine hours ago. I, I haven't even had the chance to look at what's new here. You should do that. Well, the the feature freeze goes into effect. I think July sixteenth. <clears throat> oh, Stitcher, you never fail me. Read that all guy. the amendments. That guy's always on it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, he 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 works at PHP Store right. now, right? Yeah, at JetBrains. Yeah, they hired him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do do either of you use Blue Sky? I, oh, talk to I, me I about Blue Sky. It. I, I don't know anything about it. I, I heard there was a conversation we had about it on Mastodon uh, a little while back, but I never followed up on it. What do you use it? And what I is do, it? I do not know anything about it. I signed up for it because out of nowhere, we started getting hammered with, hey, do you want an invitation to this? And we got dragged into it and I signed up, but no, I don't use it. The only reason I'm bringing it up is I saw something recently and then somebody else on Twitter started passing out other invites for it. I'm like, is it taking off or am I, or is it just, it will. So my understanding of this, and and let me know if I'm wrong. This, the guy who created Twitter, this was supposed to be the next iteration of Twitter. And so he's, he sold Twitter to Elon just basically said, well, I have the better Twitter already. I'm just going to release that and released it. Basically. So this was an internal project at Twitter that was supposed to be like the new and improved everything. And it got shelved and Jack Dorsey sold Twitter and basically as part of that deal, got to keep blue sky. And once, you know, so far, I mean, I spent a little time. I don't want to sign up. I was not impressed and I'm sure it's just going to take time to get the feeds better, but there was all sorts of weirdness in the feed. I'm like, eh, this is. <laughs> I'm I'm happier on Mastodon. It's a little more curated right now. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little difficult to use at this time. At this time, uh, but so is Mastodon. To be fair, especially to your non-tech people. If you want to add me, I'm pfy at bsky.social or dot bsky.social. What's that? Is that Mastodon? No, that's that's uh, Blue Skies naming schema oh so you're on blue sky already i'm am am just blue the, sky. i'm the outlier here you, you got the invite too didn't you i'm i'm on no. there i just don't do anything no i i didn't get an invite uh, and i don't care i don't need it i don't i'm not ready for another social media i'm i'm actually finding myself participating less and less on twitter and mastodon and it's not even any sort of protest it's just it's gotten so cumbersome to participate because every time i go 
I'm like, okay, I need to post to Twitter because there's still where a lot most of the eyes are, but I'd rather post to Mastodon. There's no more cross posting. So I I've been trying to do you know other workarounds for that and not super happy with any of them. And I just kind of at the point where I'm like, eh, but I have to, right? PHP Architect, we have brands that need to stay visible. And so I, I continue to try to do it. Um, that's one of the reasons, Tom, you weren't here last week. I don't know if you listened to the show, but I changed how our posts go out on the social media platforms to now accommodate Twitter and Mastodon because because the cross-posting isn't there anymore. I didn't want right. Mastodon not getting the posts. And so I've set up another flow. It's a little clunkier, but I'm not, I haven't started to use API, APIs yet, which I think I can do. Uh, I just kind of making sure it, the flow is working, which kind of a point to bring up there, John, is Blue Sky is not on our tool yet that we use that I'm aware of. So that's something to keep an eye out for. I think mm-hmm. when it pops up there, I'll, I'll probably want to pop on. But yeah, if you have invites, John, maybe reserve other handles if that's a thing. I have one invite code available. You should jump on and reserve a handle unless you want to give it out to Discord. Yeah, you do understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> okay. I've, I've had trouble with Reddit lately. You guys uh, seen there's a bit of a Reddit meltdown going on? We talked about this uh Last week, uh, the benefit of it this week, though, is there's so much more John Oliver. There's John Oliver galore, galore. on Reddit right now. Yeah, so it's uh, been fun. This this week's been interesting because the CEO Spez basically came out and said, "I care," mm-hmm. and we made a business decision, and we're not going to change it because our users are complaining, which I found confusing because the users is the business. So like, that's weird. <laughs> it's it's not the direction I would take it <laughs> if if I were running a business that thrived off of its user base. You know what? If you don't want your users complaining, maybe you need to take a look at our next sponsor. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Classic Tom. That did look infected. However, you probably should have somebody look at it. Oh, hi. If you know me, you know I'm somebody who literally wears a lot of hats. I'm a podcaster, a publisher, and a coder. What I'm not is somebody who has a lot of time worrying if their site is giving their users problems. That's why I use Honey Badger. Now, let's be honest. Honey Badger is a sponsor of the podcast, but that's not why I feel good talking about them. I've been using Honey Badger for years and couldn't be happier. HoneyBadger has a suite of monitoring tools specialized for developers. It's the only system that combines monitoring, uptime, and cron heartbeat monitoring into a clean, fast interface. HoneyBadger offers a generous, free tier. And with just two lines of code in about five minutes, you can start monitoring your application. Personally or professionally, it works for everybody. HoneyBadger can help you identify and fix problems sometimes before the user even knows there's an issue with your site. And at no cost to, to sign up, it's literally free for peace of mind. So go over to honeybadger.io and sign up for a free account today. What's going to hurt? 
If somebody asks you, tell them the Ugly Squad sent you. Now I got to get back to podcasting. I got these co-hosts I need to talk to. And they are co-hosts. I don't care what anybody says. I'm the host because I'm cooler than all of them. Thank you, Honey Badger. Guys, don't be rude. Think Honey Badger. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. <laughs> I love that commercial. Uh, okay. I don't care what you say. It's awesome. <laughs> I, tr- I tried cleaning it up a little bit today because I tried removing a little bit of the echoes and everything, uh, but I don't know. I still don't care for it too much. I'll fix it. So you, earlier you said uh, if you're if you're in the Discord, you can participate in the conversation here. Uh, I did. So another good reason to join our Discord is that's the only place you can see pictures of my new puppy. What's up with the new puppy? Look at that face. Oh my goodness. This is this is Agent Cooper, Special Agent Cooper. <laughs> and uh he is way too cute. You, you have cute. a dog, right? So yeah. this is your second dog? Yeah. So uh uh friends of ours were uh, looking to adopt a new dog. Ho- hold on one second. Current wife, if you're still listening. Don't even think about it. Okay. Don't <laughs> even think about it. We're good where we're at. All right. Continue. Uh, so they, they adopted a dog. And while they were there at the uh, foster home picking up their dog, the woman who was taking care of the fosters said, oh, her brother's here too. He was about to be adopted, but they changed their mind. And so we immediately called up and adopted our friend's uh dog's brother how cute is that that is adorable and they play all the time and tire each other out and it's the it's exactly what you would hope it would be oh that's that's my look at that that's my life cleaning up a lot of pee in the house (laughs) our dog is um we've we've had to it, it was a it's been a long road with her uh toast the uh, maniac dog um we had a lot of issues with her initially and the way we came came across her was you know this weird situation but we weren't looking for a dog and we weren't ready for a dog it just things happened and we had a dog um but yeah exactly what you said she she's gotten a lot better we still challenge her or we're still challenged with her um i mean one of the things oh my gosh we we basically got over most of the hurdles the biggest thing she does now she doesn't beg for food so much as she gives you that stare like you're supposed to be donating 10 cents a month to make her (laughs) life better and she just stares at you and i can't get her to stop but Exactly what you're saying, Tom. That's our morning routine. We go to the dog park so she plays with her friends so she'll sleep when she gets back and we can get some things done. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely I have to have my office doors open all day until my wife gets home from work because he's just driving my my other dog totally crazy now. Uh, constantly wants attention, constantly wants to – he won't go outside on his own. Has to have his uh, big brother there with him. Us, yep. So, so you say special agent Dale Cooper. What do you actually call the dog? Uh, Cooper Coop? or 
uh, I do my my best uh, impression and go Coop. Okay. I don't get the reference, but okay. Twin Peaks. Wow, that's okay. You can't you can't be old enough to remember Twin Peaks. I watched it the entire thing start to finish two years ago for like the third time <laughs> when the uh, when the new episodes came out. Oh, the new episodes came out. Oh yeah. It really wraps it up into a nice noose. Oh, yeah, I totally stopped caring about that show. It's a very weird show, but... Something we talked about a lot, and apparently is actually happening now, Roboters. They're testing out robot umpires in the minor leagues, and I I guess it's going well. It works very much like we had kind of... Players so far. Huh? Only killed three players so far. It works a lot like we had predicted it would work, where the it, it, it's making a call so fast into an earpiece into the umpire, so that the umpire can make the make the right call. Now, it's interesting because if you watch the way the major league does it, it will sit there and say. This ball, th- this ball was a strike, but it's within the margin of error. I'm not sure how robot umpire works. Like if it, a robot umpire just says, "I don't know," you call it, man. I don't care. Or if it says, "Yeah, fifty uh, percent strike," you know, fifty percent ball. I can't. I don't know to tell you. It's kind of cool. I'm really excited to see what this does because this is a. This has always been one of the factors of a baseball game that shouldn't be a factor. Like bad umpiring and bad strike zones should not be impacting impacting a, a game. And honestly, it's not even bad strike zones. Like you learn as a ball player to respect the strike zone, whether it's good or bad, if the umpire is consistent. That's just their strike zone. So it doesn't do any good to argue. It doesn't do any good to argue balls and strikes anyway. <laughs> if an uh, umpire is consistent, you're supposed to be okay with it. But there's so much inconsistency. And that's what drives ball players, especially when you get to the major league level, absolutely bunkers. And or then or you question it and then they throw you out for questioning them. Right. Then. And, and understand. <clears throat> Is at the major league ball play at, in the MLB, they've gone through a very similar process as the players did. They didn't they didn't just sign up for it and got, got to do it. They they're evaluated. They make their way through the systems. A lot of times through the same farm system as the ball players do. There there are, I would say, probably the majority of umpires in MLB are good. And they really carry the game. It's these ones that aren't good that tarnish it for everybody. And I'm, for one, happy to see this. I'm, I think it's inevitable that it's going to reach MLB. But, um, yeah, it's, I think it's a good thing. It's, it's not unlike uh, a, a good system admin, where if they're good at their job, you never know they're doing anything. You know, umpires who have a lot of attention on them are the ones that that really aren't doing their job. Yeah, no? don't, don't don't agree. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. I got distracted with your servers humming behind you. I was I was listening <laughs> to the rhythm. My God, those things are loud. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna need like three more air conditioners back there to keep your warm, cool room cool. I've got keep warm, warm, cool. cool. Keep your Nice. Keep your hot air cool. I, I'm I'm trying to think like summer's coming is going to be like I don't know that he's going to make it out on the other end of summer. He's going to be cooked <laughs> in his freaking office. Uh, the the weather tried to tried to take out some Coloradans yesterday. I'm not sure if you guys heard about that. Mm-mm. No. Uh, <clears throat> this Colorado Springs is sort of famous for the Red Rocks concert arena, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a big open air arena and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I guess one of the teen musicians from like One Direction or something was playing yesterday, and we had uh, baseball-sized hail. Hospitalized seven people and injured over a hundred. So I don't. Did you say that? You said it was an open air arena, right? Yeah, you said yeah. That? yeah, yeah. That so baseball-sized hail is like typically something you don't want in an open air arena. No, usually you're against that. To, yeah, most times, yeah, bad thing. Wow, wow, that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. So, like, yeah, and we're talking like broken arms and stuff like that. It's, mm. it's crazy stuff. Mm-mm-mm. That is terrible. Uh, I I want to get through a couple more sh- things. I know um, we actually started the show almost on time this week. Did Did you hear about last week, Tom? John totally <laughs> fucked up. Oh really? <laughs> oh wait, I, I forgot. Tom's uh, John's still here. Damn it! No. Yeah, John. And, John has something to say about that. John yeah. and I were like fifteen minutes deep, and that's not an exaggeration. Into a, a show, a good show too. We were we were rolling. We it were was good. Yeah, we were rolling. And I, I'm like, I'm looking at him. Like, why is nobody watching this? This is like comedy gold. This is the best opening we've had in a while. And I'm like. We had no viewers. I didn't even see like the live symbol up there. I'm like, what is going on? And then I, my current wife from upstairs, I hear, you're not streaming. I'm like, geez, that's horrifying. And then I realized what she said. I'm like, wait, that's even worse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we went 15. Is that an exaggeration, John? Or do I no, am I not remembering that correctly? No, it was it was fifteen minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, fifteen deep minutes of uh, of yeah, not streaming. But today we started pretty much on time. Um, so I do want to kind of push through a couple more. We talked about it in the opening, but the absolute famous Google is putting an axe to another one of their products. Where you're kind of like, wait, what? What's going on here? No, they're, they're, they're killing, not. They're not killing it. They're selling it off. They've sold yeah. it off. Yeah, they've sold it off. And the weird thing about it is the only reason I had gone to they, wait, Google they sold domains, what off? Google domains. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so Google had their own domain service where you could go and register domains and manage domains and DNS. If if you don't know what a domain is, you probably shouldn't be listening to this uh, podcast, but uh, it's the web address uh, for all the family members who might be listening. And we had a domain. We actually had a pretty good domain registered through Google because Google also owned the .dev 
uh, top tier domain. So .dev was owned by Google. And I was having, I think the the services that we use uh, to, to most do most of our domain management didn't have .dev. And if you remember in our previous life, our company's name was Die God. I mean, I'm sorry, Diego Dev. And I wanted the domain Diego.dev. And I couldn't get it anywhere of, of the services that were, we were using to manage our domains. I'm like, well, it's Google's domain and they own a domain service. They've got to let me register it there, right? And so I went over there and sure enough, I could register it. So I had one domain registered on uh, Google's domain service. And it's it's a domain I actually don't even need anymore. But um, yeah, I don't know what the... So they sold it to um, not Squarespace. Well, it was Squarespace, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. it is Squarespace. Yeah, so, so they sold it, which I didn't realize that was even something they were interested in getting into was domain management. Oh, of course. So why? It doesn't seem like a profitable business to me. No, but if, I, if, if you could get somebody in the door, like their whole thing is building websites for people mm-hmm. and to make it easy, say you come to us to build your website Put your domain oh, that you want in here. register and yeah. manage your domains all right there. Ah, right. good point. Yeah. Mm. That's why. So I, I walked into Slack this morning, and there's all this hubbub, or yesterday, whenever it was, and they're talking about hubbub. Google. How old are you? I don't know. And the, the big thing we use from Google that is being questioned, one, we use it incorrectly as it is is Firebase. Oh, explain. Explain what? You say you're not using it correctly? Explain. So so we're using it more as a pub sub versus a long-term data store. Oh, okay. So when I I first brought it into use in the application, it was literally for the toaster notifications that come in like, hey, you've got a new message. Mm-hmm. And I abused Firebase to make this happen because it was easy. <laughs> me. Other people built on that a little more smartly in the sense that, oh, you load a page. I'm going to give you information. We're going to store the data in our database and then use Firebase for real-time notifications so you can keep it up to date. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. I'm doing this completely wrong. But anyway, we're using it, not using it well. We've been talking about switching out for years, like needing to go to a real pub sub service or build our own or however it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. Google's known for selling off their products. We're waiting for the shoe to drop on Firebase itself. And they're already talking about, you know, sunsetting that in favor of their newer Fire Store, I think it might be called. Yes, you're right. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So Google's just known for screwing over people. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't with them anymore. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. When they went from do no harm to like, you know, 
Don't be evil. Yeah, yeah. don't be evil. They just changed it to don't be dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's scary, but I mean, it's motivating us to do the thing we've been saying we needed to do for years, which is use a proper service. We're not using it for the right thing. One day. Well, I mean, their their thing is anything that's not profitable is in beta. And if it doesn't, if they can't turn a profit on it, then they just can't kill it. Wasn't that well, the joke? Like, wasn't, wasn't Gmail like in beta for 10 years or something? Oh, I, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. Gmail was like always, it was perpetually in, in beta. Well, and the crazy thing now is it's, you know, 99% of email addresses are through Gmail. It's yeah. like, I'd love, I'd love if Google was just like, yeah, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I would too, because they, we pay for it and we can't use half their services and it still drives me absolutely crazy. Yep. All those things, all of those things. Note to the self, thing that use doesn't drive us crazy is I don't have it loaded. Never mind. Keep talking. What? Okay. Don't use free things. I, I still see family members that do that whole copy and paste this Saturday. Facebook's going to start charging and I'm not going to pay oh for God. it. And if you do, yeah, and I'm like, they, they're still copying and pasting this. If you paste it, your your checkmark will turn blue. And you won't. it's like, stop, just stop. You know who we don't want to stop, John? Who do we not want to stop? Our supporters of Patreon. That's a, that's a very small screen. That's, that's a, well, it's small for us, right? Uh, we can do it this way. Let's do it this way. You think people have oh, a full screen? Well, this way? That's better. Thank you. You, 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 recent patreon supporter and we have gotten a few more and we've gotten so many i've had to reduce the font so buttery crumpet it's just a little smaller on this slide so in, a, in future episodes you're gonna have to be a certain tier to be on the patron list during the show that's just the way it goes oh i like that idea i like that idea do you yeah. not watch YouTube videos at they, all? They get I, 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 I really don't. Uh, the the so. people who do Patreon related stuff on YouTube, they have like a ten minute scroll after their video is over. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we used to do that, and they're right? scro- and they're scrolling fast, like. <laughs> oh, we we got that, don't we? Here, uh, I I don't, I don't know how up to date this thing is, but oh, that's not fast. That's not bad. We should probably have that running. I don't know. All right, let's you thank you, uh, supporters on Patreon. We do appreciate you. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So, um, the other thing is, I, I don't know if you guys uh, snuck in and saw my Trello board, but have you guys taken a look at the Stack Overflow Developer Survey? Only because of the, the clip you posted, which I'm surprised you didn't talk about. I haven't at all. Oh, I forgot about that, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I did. Uh, uh, um, uh, the Primogen. The Primogen was reviewing yeah. it. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I mean, he, he did make a sound very childish when in his or him and his old buddy. That's fair. <laughs> in the clip, you pulled <laughs> him and his little buddy. <laughs> him and his little buddy were like they they were like the bullies on the playground making fun of PHPers. Yeah, most of them do. Let me make this a little bigger. Uh, so not a whole. We we talk. We kind of go over this every year, and I mean, not a whole lot surprises me, surprises me on it. This one, I don't remember it being the trend. Uh, I was a little surprised by how many people claim to have degrees now. Um, then I, I don't seem to remember it that way. Maybe it's always been like that, but. A lot of uh, BAs out there. Um, that that seems to be a thing. That, that would make sense. I mean, starting around our generation, uh, college became very like you have to go to college, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm sure that you've got a good period of time where those kids are just coming out of school and they're going to drive that up. Where now it's more about, eh, do you really need to go to college? I don't know. Right. So this is always this is always the one that gets me, and this is why I don't understand where people come off saying you know PHP is dying. We we point this out every time, but yes, JavaScript and HTML are are top. Of the, I I don't think either one of them should be on here, but most definitely not HTML. But fine, HTML, CSS. You want to call it a programming language? J- JavaScript I, nowadays, yes. I mean, if you watch people actually write code in there they they are doing real development they're not making forms work they are doing so much more than ever before you just like to make me look bad don't you jonathan no we're back we're back on jonathan yeah you do no yeah i get you and type typescript like i always equate typescript type script to javascript like it is java it is javascript right it's just like uh it compiles uh, down type, to JavaScript. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the fact that those three are on there and they're where they're at in the in the scope of things, whatever. And, and, and I, not, I think the other hard part is when they ask the question, it's a check all that apply. So it's not like right, right. Obviously, mm-hmm. they add up to more than one hundred percent. So mm-hmm. it should be what is your go to language would yep. be a good question. Yeah. But my point that I always make on this, and everybody who says PHP is dead, is with the exception of those, from where I sit, the first web technology out there is PHP. Yes, Mm -hmm. can you write, are are there Python frameworks you can write web pages in? Yeah, but I can guarantee you 48.00% of the Python people responding to this survey aren't writing web pages in Python. Maybe they're they're doing DevOps, or, right? They're, yeah. they're writing scripts like yeah. that. And I can guarantee but, I can guarantee half of the C sharp that's there is people writing apps that load PHP generated pages. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> and and same thing with Java, right? Is mm-hmm. very yeah. similar. You can write web app in Java, but you're not. Most people are not. Yeah. Yeah, there's a what's IBM's WebSphere out there, and yeah, there's a few out there. Yeah, I I still feel like 
PHP is there is accessible. I don't get the whole, you know, PHP is dead, especially when you start looking Ruby's at 6%, like less than uh, half of what PHP is. Buttery, yeah, I, sta- uh, I started with Perl CGI. And I can tell you, I mean, just looking at this list, like assembly is not making up 5% of all developers out there. Somebody's just listing all of the languages that they've used at some time. Exactly, right? Like they wrote they wrote one script in college using Perl. And so they're oh yeah, I know Perl. Click. Yeah. Perl's and, awesome. And if you're writing assembly, I, you're not using JetBrains. I don't know why you're getting the survey. <laughs> because this is check all, check check all that apply. Yeah, this is Stack yeah. Overflow. This is Stack Overflow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if you're writing it, assembly, you're definitely using Stack Overflow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. But it's not, do you know assembly or could you pack a little something together? You're not doing that day in and day look, out. Look how low my couch DB is. I don't understand why more people don't embrace Fire, Firebird is higher than couch DB. Uh, well, up until they, they, they discontinue it. Yeah. <laughs> Firebird, the email client. I don't no, know what Firebird Fire, is. Firebird. Uh, That's not Firestore. I don't know. Oh, oh you're right. You're, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm pretty didn't sure we do something the email client. Didn't we do Influx? Yeah, we did. Didn't we have a client with Influx? Yeah. Influx is actually very a very interesting database. I, I thought it was pretty it's cool, but it's, it, a it's time, very time time series database. Yeah. Yeah, very niche. Yeah, there's your there's your Firestore right there. Firebase. Yeah, so you've got six percent of people using uh big table or big data with Big Query, I'm sorry, which is the infinitely I, logging non-relational database. Have I complained mm-hmm. about that before? Big data with with yeah. my kids running club. Yeah, yeah, we talked. Okay. We had. Okay. We had. I don't know. If, I don't know if Tom was on. I don't yeah, think ever heard this. Is there it's, a kid named Big Data in your running club? Yeah, <laughs> it's just a real. No. It, schools normally work off of volunteers, right? And the person running my the, the running club at my kids' elementary school, this when she started running it, as kids would do a lap, they'd get a popsicle stick. And that's how they would keep track of how many laps they ran. She wanted to improve that. There was another dad there who had a kid at the school who built a system for them, which is great, except he's I mean, he's using a, a QR scanner on a device. That uses Google to sheet. So you scan the QR code, it puts the data on a Google sheet. He has locked that thing down so tight. <laughs> and then he takes that data, and I'm not exactly sure what he does with it, but pulls it out of there and has a bunch of rules that like you got he needs the lat longitude to make sure that you're not scanning somebody's barcode outside of the track. It's like you're what? kidding me. You didn't and, share that part. And the person that that is running this club told him, hey, John is going, let John have access to this because, you know, your kid graduates next year. You're not going to be around. Let him, his wife's going to be doing the running club. Why don't you let him help with the technology? And he has fought every step of the way. And when there's, <laughs> when there's been issues and I'm like, hey, let me help. He's like, uh, 
because he had already told her he was too busy. He couldn't fix the data because somebody had turned off geolocation on one of the devices. And oh, I'm like, let, let me get in there. He goes, well, with all due respect, it's a little more complicated than just getting in there. I'm like, okay, I don't, in my day-to-day job, I am pretty good at debugging, like jumping into legacy applications. Like I'm, I can figure this out. <laughs> just let me know. He ends up spending supposedly the next six hours fixing data. I'm like, wait, isn't all this data in a spread in a Google sheet? Can't I just put random latitude, longitude into all of these things and be okay? <laughs> like, well, where is the actual problem here? When I first asked to have access to it, he's like, do you have experience with big data? I'm like, big data. I've got, don't, don't, don't lose scope of this, Tom. I, We're talking about elementary school kids. Yeah, keeping track of laps under like, under a hundred people. No, a, f- a few hundred kids, but the laps each lap they run. And like, it depends on what you mean by big data. I've got databases that have millions and millions of records that I manage, so I have some experience. What are you talking about? And he he said something about some technologies. And I'm like, I mean, I use things like Firebase and like I have a little more and then he ghosts me like for a long time doesn't respond to anything I say I'm like I, I just want to help <laughs> I know the feeling John I got ghosted this week I uh, honestly yeah. it just sounds like he's I responded to you maybe he's just, res- he's a listener and doesn't trust you Eric asked me at two o'clock and meanwhile I'm heads down in a, a problem I come up for at five o'clock and I see his message I'm like Oh, I guess I didn't have time. I was, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we we made those arrangements the day before. But yeah, no, I'll let it slide. It's fine. Thanks, you should. <laughs> That's all right. When you get back from vacation, you see how much money I spent because I'm upgrading my office while you're gone. Cool. And I need to, I need to buy some Amazon stuff. Yeah, Prime Day's coming. Dude. Oh, is it? Oh, Maybe yeah. I need to wait. Maybe I need to wait. When's Prime Day? It doesn't get you anything. What are you talking about? 17th? Doesn't why does everybody talk about it then? I I, I logged in and uh I got a notification from, from Amazon that Prime Day was coming and that I could set alerts for things I had recently looked at and it would tell me if that went on sale during Prime Day. So I like that. Interesting. Dude, we so keep an eye out for hard drives for tech next year. Oh, we didn't talk about tech. We're running long. You want to talk about I don't tech? care. What do you want to talk about tech? That we started the the RFP process with hotels. We haven't. We've gotten some RFPs, haven't we? Have we got multiple? I, I saw one. Well, yeah, and, I mean one. And and they're like, uh, yeah, it looks like you're going to spend double what you said you were going to spend. Do you just need a minimum in the contract, but you're okay spending more? Like, uh, no. <laughs> It's funny because I didn't even look at it. I'm like, I, I'm not even going to look at these. I got too much I, going on. I didn't look at the response other than the email that they sent. And that's what they said. Because we said, you know, based on last year, here's about what we're expecting to spend in food and beverage. And they're like, that response was, yeah, you're going to spend a lot more with us. All right. <laughs> did you o- did you only need that contractually? Really? Or- yeah, it was hilarious. The, just Assholes. the way it was worded made me laugh. Yeah, you you're asking for Wi-Fi. That starts at a quarter million. 
No, that's about right. That's what we were getting to. Although, although John's got a little hack for that, which worked out pretty well for us. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to keep that in around next year. No, they won't. You've been flagged. You've been flagged in some system, John. <laughs> can I can I abuse that again? Oh, I wanted, I was willing to pay for it. They said no. Yeah. Oh, here's what they said. I understand the food and beverage minimum with within the proposal is much higher than you requested your requested minimum with the RFP. So basically they came back to us with a much higher number based on mm-hmm. your needs of a daily lunch and beverage for this many people for three days, I estimate you will spend around X. If you need a lower food and beverage minimum for contractual purposes, but understand you're, you will actualize higher. This can be arranged. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> It means they, they think they're talking to somebody who doesn't write the checks. They think they're talking to somebody who goes to somebody who writes the checks, will get a check written, get a commitment, get the wheels turning, and then realize, oh, we need more money. You know, your your minimum is is 10000 but you're actually going to spend 40000 Are you okay with that? Yeah. It's like, do you just want us to put 10000 in the contract and you and I understand it's going to be forty? All right. Hint, hint. Wink, mm. wink. That's nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yep. 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 You spend a lot of money putting on a conference. A lot of money very quickly. It's that number That number I just said was way low. I was just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. I, <laughs> I just wish that's give what it was. <laughs> well, I wish that's what we were spending. I would actually feel good about it. No. No, it is not that. No, I definitely like looking at the spread and and the lunch areas. I I knew that wasn't it. Yeah. What? So we we haven't gotten your feedback from tech, uh, Tom. Uh, what did you think? I mean, you've been to you've been to a previous tech. So from that side of the fence, did it feel like it was all part of the same conference? Like it does? Did it feel good, or did you enjoy it? Yeah, I had a great time. Um, I missed some of the talks that I really wanted to see uh, either because it was, I was working at the time or because there was a, another talk I wanted to see at the time. Um, But uh, yeah, a lot of really good information. Uh, It felt like tech. It felt like tech. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was saying. Like, I felt like if I, if I hadn't been the person running it, I still would have feel felt like, feels like a tech like if we didn't do anything crazy it wasn't too off the rails everything went it seemed like we had done that more than one time before and i felt really good about that i was very happy it was it was very well staffed as well you guys had all of the uh all of the php architect team running everything in each room and getting everyone set up and uh, it uh, it went off very smoothly from from what i saw thank you yes we were happy with it okay uh i think we're at a good spot to break oh i i didn't mention did did you did you see my new on air um mm-hmm. i did I got, usually i got that for father's day the room yeah i got it for father's day i thought it would be a cool little prop uh so that's where it's at what's really cool is so your kids could, love that you do this stuff. I, I I couldn't use it. I don't know if I shared this with you, John, but like this thing 
was so bright. And Frank, uh, PHP architect team member Frank, who we were pair programming with, had given me a suggestion. He's like, hey, you should put a, um, what's it called? Oh, I forgot what it's called now. Rotor? I forget. Like a little dial. He, he, he asked me, he goes, is it really a fluorescent sign or is it LED bulbs? And I look at him like, oh, it's LED bulbs. He goes, oh, yeah, put, um, I think it's a rotor or something on it. You can adjust the wattage that's going through to it. I'm like, oh, really? Potentiometer? That's it, potentiometer. Good call there, uh, Tom. Tom. Yeah, Thomas. <laughs> um, so, I, so I got one. I, I had one in a kit. And I'm like, okay, I just have to get this where I have a USB in, USB out. And then, of course, you know, I'm overthinking it. So I'm like, well, let me check Amazon. I bet you somebody like already sells one. They're like six bucks. I'm like, all right, let me get that. And it works. It works really well. Uh, so I was very happy to be able to use it on the show. I, I'm liking it a lot. You're, you're bringing, you brought up the potentiometer, which is making me think Raspberry Pi. I got my kids started doing Raspberry Pi work where he actually started hooking things up to a breadboard. It was so much fun just hanging out with him. He used Scratch to create a traffic light with LEDs. Oh, nice. that's so cool. The the uh, All the resistors that came with this kit that I have are so hard to see the individual colors. It's like uh-huh. all three or four different versions look like they're the same freaking value based on the, the paintings on them. It's like, so That's annoying. when you buy a magnifying glass. It's not even friend. magnifying glass. It's, I don't know. But anyway, that, it was... That, that's funny because you had mentioned getting... I, so I assume this was the birthday gift? Or, yeah, yeah. Right. Gave it to him. So you, you had mentioned that. And it had got me... It had me reminiscing. Uh, when I was a kid, I got this thing from Radio Shack where you hooked up the all spring, these wires. The springs. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that thing, man. I, I gave him one. He he uses that. He's played with oh, really? that a lot. Yeah. They still make those? Not Radio Shack, but yeah. Oh. There's all sorts okay. of Yeah. Like, now they come with these little discs with um, where you, you can launch little discs up in the air and ring bells and do all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he's getting into that. How did the uh, camp out go? Did so John and I actually got to see each other last week for a, a short amount oh, yeah, it was of time. Yeah, it was last Friday, wasn't it? Last yes. Friday, yeah. We went to a uh went to I just realized this is a rare show of recent where I'm not actually wearing a hat. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I just have my short hair. But uh we got to go to a minor league ball game, which happens to be the minor league team that's right down the street from where I'm at. So it was very convenient for me. And I uh, got to see the whole family. It was good to see the wife there, John. Mm-hmm. Your current wife, that is. It was good to I, see. I, I wish we could have hung out more. The, the funny thing is you sat where you sat was right behind where our seats were last year. Well, I this remember year, that. This year, we're completely on the other side of the field. Right. I, I, because I, I remember you told me and I looked it up. I'm like, oh, this is where they sat last year. So I got... I got the ticket and the mo- because that's where the home team was last year. And the moment I sat down and I looked across the field, I'm like, wait a minute, the home team's over there now. It's like, oh, well, they're usually, crap. The home team is usually on the first base side now that you say that. So it's weird that 
they were. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's true. I, I don't. Really? I don't. Yeah, I used to think that, and it's. I. I. I, I see it too frequently where that's not the case. So the real the real thing where the home team sits is they sit in the dugout that gets the most shade is where they ah. sit. So depending on how the field is positioned, they sit in the dugout that gets the most shade. Hmm. So maybe that's typically the first base side, but it's not a solid all the time. Not like the uniform. So in baseball, the people wearing the lighter colors, like the white, they're always the home team in gray pants or darker colors are the visitors. Hmm. I always love that about baseball. You can always figure out if your team was home or away by looking at their uniform. But yes, we're losing Tom. We, we talked, we talked too much baseball and uh, Tom, Tom is already. You were asking about the camp out. I'll, I'll finish it off oh, with, with yeah, that. Do that. So we, it was a late game. Last year was much earlier. This year, the game didn't end until like almost nine o'clock. I think and it was then, like 10, wasn't it? And then we had to leave the stadium, move our car from where we were parked into a closer parking spot, get back in line to get back into the stadium. And then you can go, once you're back in, you can go down, set up your tent on in the outfield, which is great. People setting up. And then they start making announcements. They're going to start the movie. And so much fun. Like, my my kids wanted to play some catch. So we get out there and we're throwing the ball around a little bit after getting the tent set up. Then they start the movie. My older kid, <clears throat> I mean, they both set up ready to watch. The younger one and I fell asleep. <laughs> Completely <laughs> out. Before was, the movie started? No. like oh, okay. Probably 30 minutes into the movie, we're both out. All of a sudden it's midnight. My wife's waking us up and she's like, uh, the movie's over. I'm she was leaving. She came home with friends that went that weren't staying the night. And I moved the kids into the into the tent. We slept. Woke up the next morning, played some more catch, threw a frisbee around. It was a ton of fun. Did they rush you out? Like you I know you were concerned about how quickly they were gonna rush you out. So I was off in the time. They started serving breakfast at seven, and then you had to be off the field at eight. Hmm. Everyone started waking up around six, six thirty. Um, that was cool. They fed, they fed you guys too, huh? Well, we went somewhere else. We went and got breakfast together because huh. they didn't really have options for me. But yeah, it was. But yeah, everyone else had it's a blast. Just, they they had great. They had a breakfast. I think they had French toast and eggs and stuff. And hmm. yeah, it was really nice. Breakfast steaks for everybody. We'll did, do it again. Did any of the players uh, hang out? Did you guys get to meet any of the players? No, I don't. They may how, have. We did not. How like that? That that's always been the thing. Like I always, if I had ever played in minor league baseball, I would have been that guy who just hung out for everything and just mm-hmm. say hi to people. They they they're, they very well may have, and we just weren't in the right spot at the right time. I don't mm-hmm. know. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so now we are running long. Where are we at on time? Wow, an hour and a half. super long. <laughs> hour and a half. Every That's- time. So this is my fault. I, I take the blame for that one. Nah. Oh, it's good, man. It's all good. I'm enjoying it. It was a good, good show. Good talk. I mean, John and I, the, the few shows that we did uh, without you, Tom, I mean, we did a solid hour plus. Like, 
just the two of us just talking like that. Hey, so. was you, you, you write the song for next year and we'll, we'll try and make it happen. Oh, I love that. I love that <laughs> idea. Yeah, for sure. Maybe that, maybe that needs to be the, the theme for the whole conference. Take me out to the ball game or something. Do you, we'll do you have a location decided on for next year? No, 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 we're getting, we're getting uh, hotels, uh, so nothing is nothing is a hundred percent. We're we're getting close. We the survey was was very helpful as far as narrowing things down. Um, we but, have yeah. we have an idea of dates of when we want to host it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, we'll let you guys know as as soon as we start locking this stuff down. We, we just don't want to put stuff out there and then have to move stuff around and have to tell you guys we're not doing it to be jerks and and teasing it. We just. We're, we got to get the stuff locked down first and get commitments before we start sharing things. So if, All right. I, if, I, if it's Austin, Texas, then you'd be like, no, it's not Austin. Did you hear Did you hear that story? No. You were there, weren't you? I don't think he was there. Oh, no, no, you weren't there. That, that, you're right. Never mind. I thought you, I thought you did that I, in the closing. You did not. I almost got shot. <laughs> <laughs> So we're, Ian, go ahead. You tell it, John. Yeah. You're better at it. So we're sitting in I the need registration. To up anyways. Yeah. We're let's let's the... let's put it in the after show. If you want to, no, hear no, no, that's fine. No, no, no. no let's let's share it. Let's share it. Go ahead. Uh, I got stuff yeah. to do anyways. Yeah, we're we're sitting in the in the registration area with with Ian Littman, who's one of the organizers of Longhorn PHP. Right. And you know he's asking us questions throughout the conference, like how many people are here, blah blah blah. And at one point, we're all in there, and he's like. Uh, so where are you going to host next year? And without missing a beat, Eric's like, Austin, <laughs> which is where Longhorn PHP is at. Yeah. And, I can feel his <laughs> eyes burning a hole. Eric, Eric never looked up. He's he's on his iPad doing something. He says it and never <laughs> looks up at him. <laughs> so oh, man. It was one of my fighter moments. <laughs> Ian, we love you. We do, we do. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it if, if we didn't love you, Ian. And we, and we will see you in November. We will. We are actually sponsoring. We're one of the sponsors of. We are uh, the what first are we, sponsor. Are we gold? We're gold, right? No, we're like, we're, we got to be diamonds. I think. I think they. I think What's, they. I think they. They discovered a new element to describe the, our level of uh, sponsorship. We we are the ugly sponsor. <laughs> Okay, that's it. I'm calling it. We need we need to we need to put this puppy to rest. Episode 340 of PHP Ugly is in the books. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it keep it ugly. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shout out to people. 
PHP, the ugly It's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living? Web applications, okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.